the college football show on the Coach T Podcast, presented by Turner Sports Training, TST. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. hey. you know what time it is. Yeah. You know what time it is. <laughs> Some people are probably like, what time is it? You know what time it is. Showtime. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Coach T College Football Show with Mook. We are back. Uh, we are ready to go. This will be another week where, uh, unfortunately, we will not go through our the best of. Uh, there are a lot of really great happenings last weekend. And what was a crazy football weekend, Mook? Not only college football, but NFL. A lot of upsets, uh, a lot of blowouts, a lot of surprising games. Uh, so we actually want to get right into the power rankings. And then right from the power rankings, we'll roll right into the games. And obviously, we'll we'll make our picks for every top 25 game this weekend. So fans, you guys are in for a good one. So starting with the power rankings, I'll actually begin, Mook. Okay. So uh, just to go over the AP, this is the AP's top 10 teams. You have Georgia, number one, Cincinnati, number two, Alabama, three, Oklahoma, four, Oregon, five, Ohio State, six, Notre Dame, seven, Michigan State, eight, Michigan, nine, and Oklahoma State, 10. Now I'm going to list my top 10, Coach T's top 10. Number one is clearly Georgia. Number two is Alabama. Um, I have number three as Ohio State, who was actually the AP number six. They didn't have a great they didn't have a great game last weekend, but you mentioned it and you previewed as as we talked about that Ohio State Nebraska game. Nebraska is actually better than what the record shows. And offensively and defensively, offensively and defensively, they rank much higher than what a lot of people would expect. So you even hit on it. You felt like that was gonna be a tough game for Ohio State, and it definitely was. Uh, but it is a really good win. Um, you, you can't fault them for, for winning by nine points on the road against a conference team. Uh, Oklahoma, they're number four for me. Oregon, I also have as number five, just like the AP. Cincinnati, who was AP number two, I have them as number six. Okay, I, I think they should have lost that game last week against Tulsa. Uh, and, and they've had a couple of scares the last few weeks. So I had to downgrade them. Notre Dame is number seven. Michigan State is number eight. Oklahoma State, who is AP number 10, I have them as number nine. And then my number 10 team in my top 10 rankings, Michigan. That rounds out my my top 10. Mook, who do you have for your for your top teams? So what, what we're going to see is that ours are starting to round into each other um, and, and very close now to what we had. I'm going to I'm not going to talk much about each team, but I'm going to just do one thing after I say the, the name. Just because I wanted to marinate a little bit with you on what <laughs> could happen. I'm going to say the name, and I'm going to give you their last three games of what they got. And then you're going to see at the end how much things could change. And number 10, I got Michigan. And their last three at Penn State, at Maryland, home against Ohio State. Mm. At number 9, I have Michigan State. Home against Maryland, at Ohio State, home against Penn State. At number 8, Oklahoma State. They have TCU at home, at Texas Tech. And home against Oklahoma. Mm. Notre Dame at number seven. At Virginia, home against Georgia Tech at Stanford. Number six, Cincinnati. At South Florida, home against SMU at East Carolina. Number five, Oregon. Home against Washington State at Utah. And uh, and, uh, home against Oregon State. And then my top four, Oklahoma. At Baylor, home against Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. Number three, Ohio State, home against Purdue, home against Michigan State, at Michigan. Number two, Bama, New Mexico State at home, Arkansas at home, at Auburn. And number one, Georgia, at Tennessee, uh, Charleston Southern, which is a real school, um, and <laughs> at Georgia Tech. So, there's a lot of there's teams a lot of playing each other in this top yes. ten. Yes, we could have yes. chaos. <laughs> hey, you said it. I think chaos will ensue. So I'm looking forward to that. I know fans of college football they're looking forward to that. And uh, quite frankly, I know for sure 
that this top 10 is going to change, I would say even after this weekend, because I feel like there are a couple of games that we'll highlight in a little bit that, I mean, they could get tricky for some teams. I'm, look, I'm looking at Cincinnati. I don't know why, but I think that South Florida game, this, this uh, I think that's a Friday game. You know, I'm always weary about the weeknight games. Uh, so that's one of them. Um, there are a couple more, man. We'll, we'll obviously get into it. But like you said, chaos will definitely happen. And it is, it's funny that a lot of these teams, to round out the year, they're going to be playing each other. I mean, it's just like the, the gift from the football god. So uh, I'm happy for it. I'm excited. How do you feel about it? Oh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I was at the Purdue-Michigan State game and, and you know, to, to see what could happen with a, a Purdue team that was on and, you know, a Michigan State team that's still very good and, you know, they could still beat some, some teams along the way and, you know, it, it could get interesting. It could get interesting. Yeah, definitely could. Definitely could. And we won't hit on it, but I do want to give a shout out to uh, TCU. And random, I know, but uh, TCU, they they mutually agreed to part ways with Gary Patterson last week. Jerry Kill, he was an interim coach. They had a huge upset win over Baylor last yep. week at home. Yep. And I want to give a shout out to their backup quarterback, Chandler Morris. Uh, he threw for 461 yards, two touchdowns. He also led the team in rushing with 70 rushing yards, had a rush TD. And again, this is after the after the school you know fired i guess i can't say fire but they mutually agreed to part ways with the coach that has been a coach for their program for 22 years those kids that quarterback and jerry kill those coaches those coaches and that coaching staff bounced back and had a great win against baylor so real random but i want to shout those guys out because i i want to make sure i give them some love yeah you know what and, and just not to not to get too far into it but the, but i actually had Jerry Kill is my uh, coach of the week, and uh, Morris Love is it. my player of the week because of the fact that of what they did. And Jerry Kill is a fantastic coach. I think health problems are the only thing that keeps him from yep. being yep. Uh, a, a big time thing. You know, uh, coach uh, still in, in college football, but uh, and the quarterback uh, uh, Morris, he's, uh, he's Oklahoma, another Oklahoma, another transfer. Oklahoma transfer. Man, yeah, if Oklahoma and, uh, could just Riley, if they could guess, keep uh, all their quarterbacks, and, yeah, they talk. And, <laughs> You know, afterwards. So that's pretty awesome. So okay. anyway, I just wanted to piggyback. I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah, I was thinking about it because honorable mention coach for me mm-hmm. was Jeff Brown. You know, uh, yeah. another top five win. I mean, I look, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Hoosier grab, but I got to give credit where credit is due. And, you know, the Boilermakers, man, they're, they're showing out, man. They look really good, man. Probably the two most impressive wins, you know, this, this year. I mean, they stack up with anyone. Yeah. So... So let's do it, man. Let's get right into our pick the winner. We'll go through all of the top 25 matchups. This is powered by the Coach T NFL show with Kyle and Hicks, which airs weekly during the NFL season on the TST network. We will go through these games and we will select our game of the week, our upset of the week, our blowout of the week, our highest scoring game of the week, and our lowest scoring game of the week. So the first game of the week, will be none other than Thursday's matchup. We have North Carolina coming off a huge win over uh, Wake Forest last week and a barn burner over 100 points scored there. They will face number 25, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they are six and a half point favorites at home. 74 and a half is the over under. North Carolina, they are six and one straight up in their last seven games against Pittsburgh. And the total has gone over in six of North Carolina's last seven games against Pittsburgh. Uh, And then the total has also gone over in seven of Pittsburgh's last eight home games. Mook, pick the winner. (laughs) You know what? I'll tell you right now. This was the one game that I had complete paralysis by analysis. I give up. I'm not even going to go through it because of these two teams and and, and just (laughs) the way that they – kind of can't put two in a row together yep i'm gonna take pit at home because it's a weeknight and it's at home mm. that's it there's no other reason because i don't know i don't have the slightest clue what's gonna happen in this game so i am i'm gonna take pit because they're at home and it's a thursday night game and that's a horrible analysis but that's all i got hey i'm, I'm right i'm i'm right there with you i don't think you can trust either of these teams no if I had to bank on it, I would take the home team, as you mentioned. Um, a, sh- a shorter week. North Carolina had a, a game that 
I mean, again, over 100 points scored against Wake Forest last week, and now they have to play on a Thursday in Pittsburgh in the NFL stadium, which is already hard enough against a top 25 team. I think North Carolina hangs on at least at least early in the game. But Pittsburgh, they win this matchup. I will say this is Coach T's highest scoring game of the week. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the highest total with any of these ranked teams. And normally I don't like to go with the, the highest total or the highest point spread as my, you know, highest total of the week or blowout of the week. But this one I had to stick with it. And I 74 and a half is the over under. All the signs, all the roads point towards this being an over game. And I just think the only way North Carolina can hang tough is if they score in Pittsburgh, they're not going to be slowed down. So uh, if, if, if anything in this game that I could bank on, I feel like a lot of touchdowns, a lot of points will be scored. Okay, next we have Friday, um, a matchup that we we hinted to. We have number six, Cincinnati. They are 23 and a half point favorites at home. I'm sorry, on the road against South Florida, 58 points is the over under. Cincinnati, they are 5-0 straight up in their last five road games. South Florida, however, they are 5-0 against the spread in their last five games against Cincinnati. And the total has gone over in seven of South Florida's last eight home games. Mook, pick the winner. Cincinnati, I'm not going to say that they shouldn't have won last week, but man, they sure got lucky. Let's put it that way. That Mm -hmm. fumbling going into the end zone by Tulsa, um, recovered by Cincinnati, you know, they got enough sun shining on their rear end right now. But <laughs> they, they don't look they don't look great. They, they don't look like the team they did earlier on in the season. I don't know if the book's out. Something isn't something isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I mean, I, I think they're going to win this football game. I think it it's another one now. It could you know end up being pretty tough. But they need style points. They don't really have the schedule to do much with. And I don't know if a lot of people even believe that they would beat Notre Dame again right now. So Cincinnati's got to win, and they got to win big. I, I think they'll get the win. I don't know about big. Yeah, yeah. Um, South Florida's not a good team. No. And they <laughs> haven't been a good team for quite some time now. Uh, but for whatever reason, I have something new for you, Mook. Yeah. This is my quote-unquote far-fetched upset of the week. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't expect it to happen. <laughs> but if it did happen... A little part of me wouldn't be surprised if that makes sense. No, okay. It's, it's, yeah. You know what? Uh, uh, look, it's 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 a night game. It's it's a, another weeknight game. Cincinnati's on the road. They're playing a team that they should crush. There's really, honestly, there's no positives for Cincinnati in this game. If they win big, they're supposed to. Right. If they somehow don't win big, that's obviously a bad sign, and it's not a good thing for their uh, college football playoff hopes. But they're undefeated for a reason. Uh, South Florida, again, is not a good team. I think Cincinnati wins this game, but I'm with you. I, I do not see Cincinnati winning by 24, you know, to 28 points. Like, I don't see them winning by four scores. So, uh, yeah, give me Cincinnati. But would I be surprised if South Florida hangs tough and possibly has a chance to win this game late? No, especially not with the way the Bearcats have played, you know, the last couple of weeks. All right, next, our Saturday slate. We begin with number 17, Mississippi State, facing number 13, Auburn. War Eagles, they are minus five and a half point favorites at home. 50 points is the over-under. Auburn, they are 17 and four straight up in their last 21 home games. Mississippi State, they are four and one against the spread in their last five games. They're also five and one against the spread in their last six road games. Auburn, they are five and one straight up in their last six games at home against Mississippi State. Mook, pick the winner. I think this game is a, another one that just kind of follows the trends of, of this rivalry um, where I think the, the home team in Auburn is, is your favorite, uh, clearly to me in this one. Mississippi State, I'm, I always like to take them at home, not so much on the road, so give me Auburn. Please explain to me why Auburn is not a bigger favorite. I, I think that it's just a, a matter of um, the up and down that – yeah, follow them offensively. Um, yeah. You know, whether it be Bo Nix, kind of depending. I mean, he can make the great plays. He can make no plays, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of, I, I think, just a little bit of that. And I, I think just uh, a little bit of a little bit of these guys being 
18 yeah. and 22 year olds and they can never yeah. put two weeks <laughs> back right. to back right there's yeah. so much parity in, in yeah so many of those schools in the west right now and you know i, I think it's yeah. really hard to to separate them by a whole lot so and 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 mook i'm glad you said that and because of that yeah i'm taking mike leach and his crew uh, i'm taking mississippi state to win this game yeah, I, you know what? Again, I mean, looking at the trends, Mississippi State, they are 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games and, you know, 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six road games. So they seemingly do well on the road. Um, I don't know what you're going to get from Auburn, and I'm not just going to blindly take them only because they're their home team. You know, at, at a certain point in, in a four-quarter game, some of that stuff really doesn't matter. And I think in this matchup, the home team, it helps Auburn, but – I don't know about how much. And again, I mean, they're only five and a half point favorites. Mississippi State, they're coming off of a, of a not so great loss to what Arkansas is a good team. They lost yeah. to last week. Um, Arkansas was top 10 at one point, you know, and in Auburn, you know, they're coming off of a drumming by Texas A&M, which, you know, I called last week. So I, both these teams are due for a bounce back. If I have to count on any team to do it, I guess I'm going to take Mike Leach. I'm going to take the veteran coach. I shouldn't say veteran coach, uh, but the the longer tenure coach, I'm going to take him um, and his offense that can, when they're right, they can't put up points. And Auburn, when they're wrong, they cannot put up points. So I'm kind of banking on the fact that Auburn continues to be an offensive funk that they were last week. And I feel like Mississippi State, Mississippi State can maybe make a play or two more late in the game to seal this win. So I'm, I'm going with the Bulldogs in this matchup. All right, next we have number eight, Oklahoma. They are five and a half point favorites on the road against number 12, Baylor. 63 points is the over under. Baylor, they are five and zero oh against the spread and five and zero oh straight up in their last five home games. In Oklahoma, they are five and zero oh straight up in their last five road games. And in the last five games that Oklahoma has faced Baylor, Oklahoma has won each of those five games. Mook, pick the winner. There's a kind of a heartbreaking uh, punch in the gut loss for Baylor losing to TCU last week. Um, it helps the games in Waco. I, I think, though, with Caleb Williams kind of rolling that offense now, um, I, I do like Oklahoma uh, to go on the road and, and get the win. All right, uh, Mook, breaking news. College football playoffs. Georgia's number one. Auburn's number two. Oregon is number three. And I want you to guess who's number four. Uh, Ohio State. Yes. Ohio State is number four. Uh, Cincinnati is fifth. And Michigan is sixth. Wow. Wow. Surprised by the Michigan one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, let me, let me, you know, um, they, <clears throat> there's a lot of people, I'm sure, in Michigan that feel like the Michigan State game got away from them, you know, that they should have fit, closed yeah. that game out. But uh, interesting. We'll, we'll see how that rolls out, and we'll see how much longer Cincinnati can stay up where they're yeah, at. Yeah, well, well, check this out. We're talking about this Oklahoma game, and Oklahoma is AP number what? AP number four, uh-huh. and they're not in the top six for the college football playoff rankings. So I think that may play a little factor in this game that we're talking about here against uh, sure. number 12 Baylor. So um, with that being said, I'm, I, uh, it's perfect. I'm going with Oklahoma. Uh, they've won the last five games in this matchup. Um, Oklahoma's good on the road. Now, Baylor, they're good at home, uh, but I think they got exposed a little bit last week. I, you know, checking out that game, like I don't, I don't love their offense. I, I feel no. like they have, they have, trouble scoring the ball they do well against teams that they're able to slow down defensively because you know coach Dave Aranda like he's a great defensive mind uh, but I think offensively Baylor they, they just have a lot of trouble so um, I don't think this game hits you know 63 points you know that's 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 the that's the total I think it goes under there unless Oklahoma just scores crazy and blows them out but Baylor cannot slow down Oklahoma this is this is a buzzsaw for, for, for Baylor at home here. And this is, um, you know, for me, I don't want to say a lock, but I feel like Oklahoma is definitely going to win this game. 
I feel like it will take a lot for Baylor not to win this game. And as I say that, of course, you know, a week from now, we're going to be talking about this game and how Oklahoma blew it. But again, <laughs> Oklahoma has every everything in front of them. And again, I mean, to me, if I'm an Oklahoma player, coach, staff member, I'm spinning this and saying this is disrespectful. We're the number four team in the AP, and now we can't even make top six in the college football playoffs. Like, and that shows you a lot of what they think about also the the Big 12 as a conference as a whole. So, and you know, Oklahoma's typically that representer. And to me, they're they're being disrespected here. So I love Oklahoma this week. I love Oklahoma against Baylor that has trouble scoring. And uh you know, Lincoln Riley, man, I, I feel like they have a lot to prove this weekend, and I think they get it done. Next, we have Northwestern facing new number 21 of Wisconsin. Wisconsin, they are 24 and a half point favors at home. 41 and a half is the over under. Wisconsin, they are 5 and 0 straight up in their last five games. So they, they, they had a rocky start of the season. Now they've kind of gotten back on track. Northwestern, they are 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games against Wisconsin. And the total has gone under in seven of Wisconsin's last eight games against Northwestern. Luke, pick the winner. Northwestern played competitively last week against Iowa. I don't know if that's just mostly a byproduct of Iowa's offense being completely inept as well but i'm saying uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) but it 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 appears that wisconsin is getting better offensively and the way that their defense has played all season long uh i think that they at camp randall should roll pretty heavily i think in this ball game Uh, i definitely like wisconsin yeah i mean you know everyone and their mama is going to take wisconsin yeah. And I'm joining Mama. I'm going to take <laughs> Wisconsin, too. Uh, I just don't feel like Northwestern has anything here. You know, again, we talked about their game last week against Iowa. That's more fitting. You know, with Northwestern's at home, they're playing a team that has tr- trouble scoring. Like, yeah, they have a chance in that game. And even in that game, and I mean, you know, it was an ugly, nasty game. But Northwestern never led in that game, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So... Northwestern now going on the road against Wisconsin that is rolling five and zero in their last five games. I mean they're, they're they they scored at will last week, so I feel like Wisconsin is again getting back on track, starting to run the ball better. They're starting to play defense better. They're starting to be a little more explosive. They're starting to be more uh, advantageous, you know, more opportunists on on the defense side of the ball. I think they had a pick six last week, so. I just feel like, again, another buzzsaw for another team in, in Northwestern, and they'll, they'll be licking their wounds after this week. So I'm taking Wisconsin. And I'm taking Wisconsin large. Next, we have New Mexico State at number two, Alabama. Alabama, they are 200-point favorite. Oh, no, sorry. read that wrong. <laughs> Alabama, they are 51-and-a-half-point favorites. 67-and-a-half uh, is the over-under. I don't need to read the trends. All the trends follow Alabama. We're both taking Bama, right? Yeah, I thought Bama was a little bit gross last week, but they bounced back fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and what would have been one of my plays of the week was in that Alabama LSU game. It was LSU's, uh, it was first quarter. It was their fake punt, yeah. fake punt, jump pass uh, to, I think, maybe their snapper. And that was a great play. And I think that led to uh, their early first, their first touchdown. But um, yeah, I, Alabama, I mean, they can, they can pick their number here. You know, 51 and a half point. I mean, come on. Are we going to waste any time on this? Alabama by a million. Yeah. Next, we have number seven, Michigan facing Penn State. This is the only matchup of the week. Top 25 matchup where the non-ranked team, they are the favorite. Penn State is favorite at home. They are one point favorites and 48 and a half is the over under. Penn State, they are 6-1 and one straight up in their last seven home games. And surprisingly, a, a lot of over trends. The total has gone over in five of Michigan's last five road games. And the total has gone over in five of the last five games within this matchup between these two teams. Mook, pick the winner. Well, I didn't know the point spread on it um, when I made that pick, but I don't like this matchup for Michigan. I, I, I don't. I yeah. I that, defense at Penn State and just the, I guess the way when Sean Clifford's in there, their offense 
moves a little bit better down the field. I think the Michigan defense is very good. I think this is going to be a, a slugfest. I mean, Dog I think fight. Gonna, yeah. yeah, throwing haymakers and just, you know, dirty boxing. And I, I, I like Penn State in this game. I, I think that they're going to get some stops, maybe uh, turn over McNamara. And, you know, um, I, I'm just, I don't know. I just have a feeling that this is just a tough matchup in a tough place permission michigan to be at this week so give me the nittany lions yeah you know what watching michigan enough in my life like this is where you know they have a, a loss last well they won last week against indiana right but they, yeah. they had a loss two weeks ago you know in an arch rival game against michigan state they get a bounce back against indiana lowly indiana you feel like maybe hey, this is an opportunity for, as underdogs to kind of bounce back and you know get two wins in a row and then they seemingly lose this game every time you know uh this is actually my honorable mention game of the week and with all that being said i'm still going to take the wolverines again everything's out in front of them i i I gotta bank on the fact that the wolverines coach jim harbaugh they understand that look we got it we got to continue to win of course and, and we still have an outside chance at, at, at the college football playoffs. You know, if they went out and, you know, win the Big Ten, you, you never know what can happen there. So I think they have a lot more to play for. Penn State is a very tough opponent. Playing at Penn State is not easy, as mentioned uh, numerous times here. But, you know, this being a 12 o'clock noon game, if it was a night game, it'd be much different. But I'm rolling with the fact that I have a team that is hungry, that needs this win, and that is looking at their opponent as like, look, it's a tough opponent. I think they'll be prepped. I think they'll be, I don't think they've overlooked Penn State. And again, technically right now with this number, they're the underdogs. So give me Michigan that in an underdog role on the road against Penn State. Next, we have the Giant Killers. Purdue, they are on the road against number five, Ohio State. Ohio State, they are 20 and a half point favorites at home. 61 and a half is the over under. Ohio State, they are 5 and 0 straight up in their last five home games against Purdue. And the total has gone under in Purdue's last six road games and also seven of their last nine games overall. Luke, pick the winner. Uh, you know, I mean, Purdue, two uh, top five wins already. Um, yet they are a six, you know, I think they have three losses or. Yep. Five and three. Yeah. So five and five and three in the year. Um, look, it, Ohio state, it, they were offense was finally held in check in many ways by Nebraska played some pretty good defense. Uh, Purdue, they had a decent game plan defensively against Michigan state, gave up a couple easy ones, but made them earn it the rest of the time. Um, man, Ohio State's defense, don't love him. Um, David Bell, he is so much fun to watch and, and get to, to see him live and, and to see him just how he get runs his routes so beautifully and, and, and just gets open. They're going to give Ohio State some problems. I think at the end of the day, there's too much explosiveness for the Buckeyes. Um, and, you know, and Purdue's not going to be able to win another game. Um, rushing for 58 yards like they did yeah. last time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's at Ohio State. If it's at Purdue, maybe I, you know, you get the magic again. But I, I think that Ohio State needs some style points themselves. I, I think that it's tough for a while, but I think Ohio State pulls away. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be short and sweet. If this was at Purdue, I would give it more of a chance. Um, this was my honorable mention game of the week. I, I, I think it can be a really good one, but you know, now looking at it again, this is at Ohio State, is in Columbus. Ohio State wins, and I, I, and I really don't see Purdue putting up a fight, man. I mean, they, they you you hit on it. One of the low key stats last week was the fact that they won, but they didn't rush the ball well. You know, they had a couple turnovers that they forced with Michigan State. I don't think if they don't force any turnovers of Ohio State. And they're not able to run the ball. I mean, this could get ugly. It could get ugly real fast. So, Buckeyes, they clearly win this game. And uh, I think it's a little bit of a fool's gold to think that Purdue can stay within this number. Now that I look at it, I just feel like Ohio State, you know, I mean, I think they'll be up by 21, you know, middle of the third quarter. 
you know then you're scratching and clawing to try to stay within this number so uh yeah give me the buckeyes at home Next, we have number one, Georgia. They are 20 and a half point favorites on the road against Tennessee. 56 points is the over under. Um, no stats on the trends. The total has gone under in Georgia's last five games. However, the total has gone over in four of Tennessee's last five games, as well as it has gone over in seven of Tennessee's last nine games against Georgia. Mook, pick the winner. I mean, Georgia's the best team in the country. I think everyone agrees on that right now. Um, I do find it interesting when they do play teams that can put points up on the board like Tennessee, but I don't think Tennessee has enough. Um, I don't think they have enough, you know, on their offensive line to keep their quarterback and the running backs clean. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to some challenges for Georgia, but probably won't be in the SEC championship game and, and maybe the playoffs. So Give me the dogs and give me the dogs uh, very uh, convincingly. Yeah, I, um, this was my, I got a lot of honorable mentions, but this is my honorable mention, lowest scoring game of the week. For whatever reason, I mean, whatever reason, of course, it's Georgia's defense that, that gives me, a, you know, the reason to think that it's going under and that it's staying low. But because of that, I do feel like Tennessee can keep it close because I don't feel like as many points will be scored in this game. They're at home. Uh, opportunity for, you know, this is a 3.30 kickoff. So by third, fourth quarter, guess what's going to happen, Mook? The light's going to come down. The sun's going to drop. And it's going to be a night game. You know how much I love night games for underdogs. Oh, yeah. So especially oh, at home. So I, I feel like this will be a low scoring game. Because of that, I feel like Tennessee keeps it much closer. I feel like they keep it within this number. But I can't go against Georgia. They clearly win this game. But will a lot of points be scored? Absolutely not. So give me Tennessee against the number, but give me Georgia to win. Next, we have number 20, Minnesota. They are facing number 22, Iowa. Uh, I actually lied earlier. This is the second game in which the uh, the lower-ranked team, Iowa, they are the favorite. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 37-and-a-half is the over-under. Uh, Minnesota, they are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five road games. They're also 5-1 and straight up in their last six road games. At Iowa, they are both 5-0 and against the spread and 5-0 and straight up in their last five games against Minnesota. Mook, pick the winner. Minnesota's beat up, man. They they had pretty much the road to the West um, paved for them, and, and they went and lost at Illinois. Um, but they are they're very beaten up. Uh, Iowa, that was an ugly win over Northwestern, but their defense is good. This game's at Iowa. Um, I think it's this is my lowest scoring game of the week. I think that neither team is going to get a whole lot going offensively, and I'm going to take the Hawkeyes in another game that just looks similar to the Northwestern game last week. I, I don't see a lot of points in there, but a 2017-type game for Iowa. All right, cool. If it's a 2017 game, guess who I have scoring 20? <laughs> well, uh, uh, Iowa, because they got two pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only way they're getting it. Uh, if Minnesota protects the ball, I have Minnesota scoring the 20 or scoring more than Iowa in this matchup. I have Minnesota as my upset pick of the week. Minnesota is coming off an ugly loss. I love teams to have a bounce back. Everyone's going to be picking Iowa at home. Everyone's going to side with Vegas here as the as the you know lower ranked team. They are the favorite at home. I'm going the other way. I'm taking the team that had a nasty, ugly loss last week that seemingly can't have two good weeks in a row. I'm going with the team that also uh, low-key last week were able to uh, secure their head coach, P.J. Fleck, for another, I think, seven years and gave him a raise. So they clearly like what's going on in Minnesota. Actually, I got a former teammate that coaches uh, running backs there. So shout out to you, Kenny Burns. Uh, so with that being said, to me, this is anyone's game because it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a classic Big Ten matchup. It's going to be one of those games where every team is just scratching and clawing for, for every yard. And uh, special teams may make a play here. And I just feel like when you have a game where it's going to be a low-scoring game, anyone can win, why not take the points? 
And also, why not take the team that is the higher ranked team? So I'm going with the Gophers. And also, as I mentioned, I'm going to take the team that, that is looking for a bounce back, right? And that no one is picking. And I, I feel like they have an opportunity to, uh, you know, make a statement with this with this win against the Iowa team that, to me, has has uh, not been so hot the last few weeks. They've had trouble scoring, and they just haven't been that impressive. So I, I, I like I like PJ Fleck and his boys to win this matchup. T, I, and then just the kind of you said you have a a former teammate or a, mm-hmm. you know the running backs coach now. This is the one thing I got to give Minnesota credit on. I don't, I don't know what their status was completely last week, but the week before, they they were down to like their fourth string running back, and yep. they were giving the ball to a linebacker, you know, out of the backfield, so, <laughs> and they made it work. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so that I will give you know credit to Minnesota for. I just don't know how much, how long you can do that. You know, yeah, they're, they're yeah. That, no, it's tough. They they are beat up again. I, you know. Injuries suck. Injuries are not easier to replace, especially at the collegiate level, where you know you can't pick up Odell Beckham off of the right. waiver wire. Like right. you know, you don't have that opportunity. So it's going to be tough. But again, Minnesota. I mean, they, they have a lot of fight in them. You know, and they're that team that you just don't want to play late in the season for games like this. And I, and I feel like they can prove me right. Uh, next, we have another Big Ten matchup. We have Maryland facing number three Michigan State. Michigan State, they are 13-point favorites at home. 62.5 is the over-under. No trends on the spread, but everything says under. The total has gone under in six of Maryland's last seven road games, and the total has gone under in the last five games in this matchup. Mook, pick the winner. Michigan State's got a lot to play for, and I think that um, Kenneth Walker III's got a lot to play for. I look for him to have a, a, a huge game. And um, I definitely see Michigan State bouncing back and getting themselves ready for their home stretch as well with Ohio State and Penn State. So give me this, give me Sparty and give me a huge save from uh, Kenneth Walker III. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is my honorable mention blowout of the week. Like, I don't feel like American, American, <laughs> I don't feel like Maryland can keep it close. Uh, they they don't have enough firepower, you know, and and they they had a great start to the year, but I think Iowa exposed them early, and they haven't looked right since. So give me Michigan State, give me Sparty, give me Mel Tucker, give me Kenneth Walker the third, who is a Heisman favorite right now. Give me them to win this matchup at East Lansing. It's a tough, tough, tough place to play. They get loud there, and uh, coming off of a loss, you're gonna get Sparty that's real mad, real upset. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all with them, man. Give me the boys in green. Next, we have number 18, Kentucky. They are 21.5-point favorites against Vanderbilt. 52.5 is the over-under. Vanderbilt, they are 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10 games against Kentucky. Kentucky, they are 5-0 and oh straight up in their last five games against Vanderbilt. The total has gone under in six of Kentucky's last eight road games. However, the total has gone over in four of Vanderbilt's last five home games. Mook, pick the winner. He coming off three straight losses now? Is that, is that where we're at? Two, three? three. They, they, they've had a rough time. Um, but the good news is that Vanderbilt's a, a very good medicine for the ailing you know, teams. So... Kentucky will go on the road and to Nashville, and and they're going to beat Vanderbilt with um with an inch of their lives. No, this is going to be that bad. But I think uh, Kentucky definitely gets right. Um, they need this game against Vanderbilt um, for a lot for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but uh, I think just in general, just to get healthy and just get that winning momentum back. That Vanderbilt is scheduled at the right time for Kentucky. at the right time. Yep, yeah, so give me the cats in this one. I'm, I'm going with you, man. I'm piggybacking. Give me the cats. This is a perfect matchup at the right time. This is also Coach T. This is my lowest scoring game of the week. If Kentucky wins this matchup, I, I feel it being a, I don't know, 28 to three type of game. You know, maybe 35 seven. Uh, I feel like Kentucky can blow the doors off of Vanderbilt. Vandy, I mean, I think they can be decent with their new coaching staff, you know, in the future years. But 
not this year, man. They, they, they got an uphill battle. They don't have a lot of talent and, and they play in the toughest conference in college football. So, and, and then maybe they're too smart. I don't know. Maybe they got to lower their standards. I don't know, but Kentucky, they win this and they win this big easy. Next, we have number 14, Texas A&M. They are three-point favorites on the road against number 16, Ole Miss. 55 and a half is the over-under. Mississippi, they are 5-0 straight up in their last five home games. Texas A&M, they are 15-2 straight up in their last 17 games overall. And the total has gone under in the last five games in this matchup. Mook, pick the winner. A&M's the number two scoring defense in the country. They've given, they give up 14 points a game. Uh, they got defensive end Tyree Johnson back last week, which is a, a big boost on top of, I think he had two sacks against Auburn. Um, A&M, they can get to the SEC championship with a Alabama loss at Auburn, which we may poo-poo, but they've lost their last two times they went there. Ole Miss, on the other hand, you know, Matt Corral, he's had a great year, but they've struggled when they play good defenses. Uh, Bama and Auburn, um, they had a rough time. That said, I think that um, A&M's defense makes some plays and gets some stops, and they'll do enough, I think, to win this game. And I think earlier on in the year, I was higher on Ole Miss and, you know, not so high on A&M, but A&M's starting to really make a believer out of me a little bit now. So give me the Aggies in this one. Is, this is college football wrapped up in one game right here. Yeah. You got Texas A&M started as a top, I think a top five team yeah. to begin the year. You know, had had an up and down start, played great defense, but just couldn't, could not score the ball. Kind of go up and down. Then they have a great upset win over Alabama. And now they're rolling. And then you got Ole Miss that not as of a high ranked team, but had a great start to the year. And now you look up last couple of weeks, they've kind of faltered a little bit. I don't know what type of teams are going to show up here, right? Yeah. Texas A&M being only three-point favorites on the road. I mean, to me, this this screams, hey, take the points, take the home team. They're due for a bounce back. But on the other hand, it's like, why take Ole Miss when they haven't looked great over the last few weeks? And Texas A&M, they are skyrocketing. I and mean, they're looking like the team that they were projected to be the start of the year and for all those reasons right there this is why this is coach t this is my game of the week okay yeah this is i mean this is it this is the one and i mean it's a game of the week so clearly it's going to be a game where you don't really know who's going to win the trends and all that don't really help me at all uh but if i have to pick a winner i have to pick the team that has been playing better of of, of late has a really good run game has a really good defense Yes, they're on the road, but I got to go with the Aggies here. In the last 17 games, they've won 15 of them. So they don't lose often with Jimbo Fisher as their as their head guy. Uh, and, and these are the type of games, when you win 15 of your last 17 games, that means that you're able to win the games on the road. And that's what good teams do. And that's what teams that are top five teams, they do. In Texas A&M, they're not a top five team right now, but they started the year as such. So a lot of people felt like they were one of those teams that could potentially make the playoffs. They can't do it this year, but they are a team that taking the right steps in terms of playing like a team that 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 they, that they should have been or that they were projected to be early in the year. So give me the Aggies. Give me the Aggies to not only cover this number, give me them to win this game, of course. And I like this matchup for the Aggies. So give me Jimbo Fisher. Give me Texas A&M. You know, just quickly with that, I also want to say Zach Calzada has got to be one of the toughest kids that that I've seen. He's in an arm sling, or he's in a, a shoulder harness, and he's in and he's in a knee brace, and he just mm. keeps taking a beating and keeps getting up and keep going. And he's a and tough guy, man. Yeah, he is, and, and I think the way that they uh, run the ball with Spiller, and uh, the way that Ole Miss is a hard time stopping the run is another key. You know, to yeah. me thinking that it's an a and game so all right cool so we have a few more games left let's rip through these we have uh new mexico facing number 23 fresno state fresno state they're 24 and a half point favorites at home 50 and a half is the over under 
Fresno State, they are 6-1 against the spread and 6-1 straight up in their last seven games against New Mexico. And the total has gone under in five of New Mexico's last seven games. Mook, pick the winner. Fresno State, great balance offense, tough defense all day. Yep, all day, man. This is actually my blowout of the week. I don't feel like New Mexico has a chance. New Mexico hasn't scored over 14 points all year. So... I think Fresno State gets close to 50, 40, 50 points. So you're looking at a 50 to maybe seven game potentially. So blowout of the, of the week for me. Next, we have number 19, NC State. They are facing number nine, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, they are two point favors at home. 66 and a half is the over under. Wake Forest, they are 11 and one against the spread in their last 12 games at home against NC State, and the total has gone under in four of NC State's last five road games. Mook, pick the winner. Two of the top offenses, two of the top passing offenses in the country. Uh, Wake Forest can't stop anybody. NC State's no. defense is decidedly better than them. Um, if they get a couple stops, and I'm just going to say, Maybe it's a turnover too, but uh, I'm going to take the Wolfpack in this one. Whoever you would have taken, I'm taking the opposite team. <laughs> just, 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 just for fun. Why not? So just you're just for you, Scoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for you, Scoot. Just for you, buddy. So you're taking the Wolfpack. So I'm obviously taking the uh, Demon Deacons at home. I feel like, hey, they they can't stop a nosebleed. They can't stop anyone, but they darn sure can score the ball. They uh, sure can. They definitely can. This is this was. This is up there for a uh, highest scoring game of the week for me. I, if it's not the, the North Carolina game, it's definitely this one. So you're taking NC State. I'm going against you, buddy. I'm going to take in the, uh, the Demon Deacons. Give me Wake Forest. Next, we have number 10, Notre Dame. Five-point favorites on the road against Virginia. There's potential that Virginia's quarterback, Armstrong, that he may be out with a rib injury. So keep an eye out on that. 64 and a half is the over under Notre Dame. They are 10 and one straight up in their last 11 road games. Virginia, they are eight and one against the spread and eight and one straight up in their last nine home games. Mook, pick the winner. Uh, what's the over under 60, 63 over under a 64 and a half, it's 64 and a half. So, um, if Armstrong plays, I'm gonna take the over on that. And, uh, yep, yep, I think. Notre Dame wins the football game, but I, I think that um, their defense has been playing better. Virginia can score. Um, Virginia's another team can't stop a nosebleed, though. I think there's definitely enough offense that Notre Dame has figured out that um, that they can outscore Virginia, and I think their defense makes enough plays to get you know to stop some Virginia drives. So, give me the Irish on the road um, in this one. Yeah, I'm man. If Armstrong plays, I mean, Virginia doesn't have a shot. Um, but if he does play, I really like Virginia in this matchup. So it's hard for me to call it with not knowing if he's going to be in. It's a game-time decision. Uh, ribs can be very tough, especially for a quarterback. I mean, you need a lot of torque and, you know, just to throw the ball. And obviously, he's going to take a couple hits. So even if he does play, there's a chance he can be knocked out of the game at any point. So with that being said, I got to go with Notre Dame. Give me the Fighting Irish. Next, we have TCU on the road against number 11, Oklahoma State. The Pokes, they are 13 and a half point favorites at home. 54 and a half is the over under. Oklahoma State, they are 5-0 straight up and 5-0 against the spread in their last five games. Actually, I read that wrong, but 5-0 straight up in their last five home games and then 5-0 against the spread in their last five games overall. And the total has gone over in five of TCU's last seven road games. Mook, pick the winner. This game is at Stillwater. I, I think that what's going on with the Cowboys right now is that they see an opportunity in front of them that heading into the Oklahoma uh, Bedlam game, you know, they can get this win and, and get the win next week. And man, you're talking about a team that if things go right, the way that we looked at those schedules of the other teams, they are one of those teams that could backdoor sneak in to the playoff if they get a win over Oklahoma. And Oklahoma needs to get some bonus points up there. There's a lot to play for for Oklahoma State. 
I don't see. Um, I know it was a great win by Jerry Kill and TCU. I think Oklahoma State plays some good defense, and I think they win this football game. Yeah, you know, I, I've been all over Oklahoma State all year, so I'm not going against them here, even though I feel like TCU will play a spirited game, but I feel like the emotions of last week uh, will maybe run dry this week. Uh, I This has potential, honorable mention, another one. Uh, I don't know why, but honorable mention, highest scoring game of the week for me. Both these teams are kind of smash mouth, love to run the ball, love to play defense, but for whatever reason, um, especially in what four of the last six games within this matchup have gone over. I just feel like a lot of points will be scored. So that's just my take on it, my opinion. But who actually wins this game? Again, I got to go with Oklahoma State, who's, you know, again, has everything in front of them. And as you mentioned, has an outside, 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 outside chance of making the college football playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. Only way they can uh, control things is to win and win big. So I like Oklahoma State in this game. Two more matchups, second to last. We have Nevada coming off a upset loss. They are facing number 24, San Diego State. San Diego State, they are two and a half point favorites at home. 46 and a half is the over under. Nevada, they are five and one straight up in their last six games. San Diego State, they are eight and one straight up in their last nine games. San Diego State is also six and one straight up in their last seven home games. And the total has gone over in four of the last five games in this matchup. Mook, pick the winner. Nevada has the 17th ranked scoring offense in the country. San Diego State has a 10th ranked scoring defense in the country. So it's strength on strength here. Um, I think that the fact that San Diego State could run the football well and that they play such good defense leads me to believe that they can control the clock and if they get a couple stops, win the football game. So San Diego State at home, a tough one for me this game is, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Aztecs in this. Perfect, perfect. I'm going with the Wolfpack. Uh, I feel like they can score, and I feel like if San Diego State has any drought in this game, Nevada coming off an upset loss, they're going to be a little angry. You know, I'm always looking for the bounce back factor. Let me highlight and point out this is going to be a wonderful game, by the way, Mook. Like yeah. a really good game. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay up for it. You know, I'm gaining, I'm gaining years in my life, and <laughs> the more years, it's harder for me to stay up for these games, but. I do know one thing, if one team can score and one team has trouble scoring, I got to go with the team that can score. So give me the Wolfpack in this game. Sorry, San Diego State. Uh, I think your time in the top 25 has run dry. Last matchup, we have Washington State on the road against number four, Oregon. The Ducks, they are 14-point favorites at home. 56 points is the over-under. Oregon, they are 5-0 straight up in their last five home games. Washington State, however, they are 5-0 against the spread in their last five games overall. And let me see. Washington State is 5-0 against the spread in their last five road games at Oregon. Hmm. Mook, for the last game of the week, pick the winner. Ranked Oregon Duck teams are 13-3 and all-time versus unranked Wazoo teams. So, basically, I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, if Oregon wins, they clinch the North in this, which that's that'd be, you know, a huge step to getting into the playoff. They, looking at their schedule, I think are, if they play up their ability, a lot to make the playoff at this point. Because I don't think there's a whole lot of teams that are there's nobody that's gonna be favored to beat them until they get the playoff. Utah's getting a little tricky. It's uh, coming up here. Washington State, they had a big dominating win over uh, Arizona State. You know the, the athletes are at Oregon, but there's there's something about Washington State that makes me think that they're going to be in this game. I, I, I'm going to take the Ducks, but I don't know that they cover um, in this yeah. one. But but give me Oregon. Yeah, I, I'm all with you. Again, this is another game where, Mook, if it was at the other team's house, like I would consider it more. If this was at the Palouse at Washington State, okay, you can maybe sell me on it. But the fact that this is at Oregon's house, they are what? The numbers, I don't know. They're, they're a top four team within the college football playoffs rankings. They have everything in front of them. I've mentioned this with numerous teams. I'm going to mention it with, with the Ducks. They have everything to play for. 
this is the only chance for any West Coast team to make the playoffs. And I don't think Oregon blows it. So give me Oregon. And actually, I feel like Oregon wins big. You know, this is a 14 point number. If it was a lower number, I would consider, you know, maybe Washington State can keep it close. But again, Washington, Washington State being on the road, coming off of a, of a dominating win against Arizona State. I feel like if you're great one week, the next week, you're not going to be so great. So give me Oregon and give me Oregon by a lot in this matchup. Uh, just another kind of thing that led me to it being a little bit closer is also that um, Washington State is coming off a bye. And they also oh. have caused 11 uh, fumbles. Um, they're the number two fumble-causing team in the country. So these little things like that just kind of yeah. are what made me kind of feel like coming off the bye, tough matchup in the past, maybe. That's true. But okay. I, I agree with you. The, the, the West Coast, the Pac-12, Oregon's their only hope. And they need it. Yeah. Pac-12 needs it. I mean, the Pac-12, is, they're, they're rooting for the Ducks here. Oh, rooting yeah. so yeah yeah that, that's a good point washington state is coming off of bye week okay so i stand corrected there man but so i you know i, I feel like washington state potentially could keep it close but again i don't I, i'm not changing my, my 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 thoughts here i feel like oregon wins and they win big and them being at home with everything in front of them man give me the ducks and give me the ducks big i love them here in this matchup all right, Mook. Hey, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, another great week. You know, we've gotten really good at. You know, we've gotten really efficient too, man. So I appreciate you staying strong here. Do you have anything you want to say to the fans? No, I'm just excited. A uh, lot of, lot of great football coming. We're down the stretch with college uh, at the midway point in the NFL. Uh, a lot of things are gonna shake out here in the next couple of weeks, and just kick back and enjoy the heck out of it man because it's, it's yes. gonna uh it when, it when it's over we're gonna be missing it so uh, <laughs> it, well we got it that's true and, and and i will say you hit on it you pointed it out and thank you for doing that for not only me but also the fans you talked about the fact that a lot of these top 10 teams they're going to be playing one another so if there's ever a time to lock in and focus on the college football season right now is the time to do it during crunch time. So uh, as, as some of the coaches like to say, it's not politically correct, but this is nut cutting time. OK, this is a time where, uh, you know, things really shake out and the cream truly rises to the top. So I'm looking forward to uh, finishing out this year. I'm looking forward to doing the show again with you, Mook. Uh, I want to God bless you, man, this week and you enjoy it. And uh Let's see how these games uh, pan out. See who's right, see who's wrong. At the end of the day, if you're a fan of college football, you're going to be right because I know one thing is going to be really good games all weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and it might just be worth watching because you never know what kind of animal runs across the field. You know? <laughs> yeah. Shout out so, to the foxes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the fox. That, that was my uh, fill in the blank, my uh, my bra moment. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. No right. <laughs> I love it, Book. I love it, man. So, so from us to you, this is me, Coach T. Keep showing us love, and we'll keep bringing you that funk. Peace.